reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, 7th canto, 5th chapter entitled Prahlad, the saintly son of Hiranyakasipu, text number 17. <laughs> Sandra and Amarka 
being Brahmanas, uh, had intelligence. And therefore, immediately, they came up with this comparison that somehow or other, in the, in the sandalwood forest of the Daityas, this thorn tree had appeared. And this thorn tree provides very hard wood, which is suitable to make a handle for the axe that can cut down the entire forest. Lord Vishnu being the, the axe and then Prahlad who would become the handle of that axe. So in this way, Sandhya and Marcus intention was to save their neck since they were the teachers and could be held responsible. So that is one point. Then we see how Srila Prabhupada is taking this purport and is turning it around and is saying, yes, one devotee in a demoniac civilization is sufficient if that one devotee becomes the handle of Lord Vishnu by engaging in devotional service of Lord Vishnu, then through that one devotee, the entire demoniac civilization can be cut down. So, in this way, Shilukalpa is, is in the purport giving, giving a slight twist to the original verse of Sanda and Namanka and is taking it to the, the more important point. The, po the point that one devotee, one devotee can make such a change. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita we find descriptions that one pure devotee, one pure devotee can deliver the entire universe. So this is uh, quite amazing. Who could believe such a statement? One devotee can change an entire universe. But for the followers of Srila Prabhupada, that's very easy to accept. Because we are seeing that one pure devotee is delivering the entire universe and is making so many changes. Is bringing in Krishna consciousness in, in so many ways. And in ways that it was here to stay. Srila Prabhupada on one occasion said when the disease has infected the body, there is a stage where this disease has gone too far. It cannot be stopped anymore. He said in the same way, when Krishna consciousness has infiltrated into materialistic society, at one point it's gone too far. He said, in this way, this movement has gone too far. It has penetrated too deep. It cannot be stopped anymore. No matter what they do, it cannot be stopped anymore. It has touched too many people. Ultimately, this movement is spreading through individuals. It, it ends Krishna consciousness, enters into the hearts. Of, of people and there creates a transformation 
they develop faith. And once faith is developed, they will follow the injunctions of transcendental literatures, of the instructions of the Supreme Lord. And subsequently, their lives will change. And that transcendental knowledge will produce transcendental fruits, the fruits of love of God. And thus, that devotee becomes effulgent and enlightened. And as he is enfulgent, he himself becomes the personification, the carrier of transcendental knowledge. Srila Bhaktivinoda says, this is the secret of disciplic succession. How from a perfect personality, perfect knowledge is received, and then that perfect knowledge brings about a transformation in the life of a conditioned soul, who then in turn also becomes purified and becomes an enlightened chain in the disciplic succession. And then it carries on again. This time he acts as a perfect person, and this time he carries forward this perfect knowledge, which is received by a conditioned soul, who then in turn becomes transformed by this process. And in that way, in that way, the, the Lord is cutting down uh, the demoniac civilization. It is said that even although imperfectly composed, that the words of Srimad Bhagavatam can bring about a revolution in the misdirected life of a misguided civilization. And this Bhagavatam is heard and sung by men who are thoroughly honest. So in this way we can uh, we find this verse from the fifth chapter of the first canto. And it's interesting because in his preface to Srimad Bhagavatam, Srila Prabhupada includes this verse. Um, so in every in every part of the Bhagavatam, that preface is repeated, and each time that verse, Tattva, Visargo, Jamantakavitvavo, is being quoted. I remember that in 1980, um, uh, Jagadish Prabhu was identifying this verse as the verse that predicted the mission of Srila And he said, through Srimad Bhagavatam, it is through Srimad Bhagavatam that a revolution will be made. And it is, and that is how Prabhupada did it. With his boarding the Jaladuta and, and carrying with him this, this box, with Bhagavatams that had been printed, first canto. He sold a copy 
to the captain of the Jaladutta, uh, who became greatly blessed, and who asked and said to Prabhupada, he should come back with them, because he never before had the Atlantic behaved so peacefully. And then it was Srimad Bhagavatam uh, that became the treasure that Prabhupada presented. He went by bus to Butler that was arranged to stay with his Gopal Agarwal and Sally Agarwal. And as he was there, the first program he did was in the YMCA. And Prabhupada was early. He was the first one in the hall where the program was supposed to take place and he sat down on one of the chairs and next to him on the ground he had a box of books and he was sitting there and after some time one man also came and probably invited him to sit next to him and they started the whole conversation and it was very nice then as the hall filled up and all the chairs were taken uh, it was announced that a lecture would be given by Swami A.C. Bhaktivedanta, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, and then Prabhupada, he said to the man next to him, Oh, sir, could you just look after this, this box for me? And Prabhupada got up and went on the stage, and Prabhupada gave the lecture, and at the end of the lecture, Prabhupada spoke, about Srimad Bhagavatam and that it was Srimad Bhagavatam that could make the change in, in this world, make the revolution. And then he said, Sir, that box, of, that box over there, would you mind opening it up? And the man opened up the box. The brother said, there are some books inside, please take, take one out. And the man and took one out and Prabhupada said, please hold it up. And the man held it up in the air and Prabhupada said, yes, this is Srimad Bhagavatam. And this Srimad Bhagavatam is available to you today. Sir, would you mind just taking the money and, and in this way taking, selling the coffees and people would come. And in this way, Srila Prabhupada started his mission with Srimad Bhagavatam. He had included the same as the Jaladuta had uh, landed on the Boston Pier. And at that time, Prabhupada wrote that song, Markine Bhagavad Dharma. And there in Markine Bhagavad Dharma, Prabhupada says, I'm here in this sinful place. I don't know what to say to convince these people. The only thing I can, can think of is to repeat the words of of Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimkata Svakata Krishnam Punya Sravada Kirtanam Vidyam Tastodi Avadani Vidunati Sritsatam and all this the verse is quoted from Bhagavatam. So it is Bhagavatam. So we're seeing that the acts of Lord Vishnu is coming in the form of Bhagavatam. Srila Prabhupada was the handle carrying that Bhagavatam to the Western world. And we're seeing that this verse, Tatvat Visarga Janta Kadikavo, is predicting Srila Prabhupada. And not only predicting Srila Prabhupada, and then Jagadish said, Yes, this verse is establishing Srila Prabhupada as a Shakti Avesh Avatar. 
It establishes how Srila Prabhupada is particularly the empowered personality to fulfill the mission of, of the Supreme Lord, of Lord Chaitanya, to take Krishna consciousness from India all over the world. Um, and so that verse, Tattva Kizargo Janata Gatiplavo Yasmin Pati Slokam, uh, which we find in the preface um, of Srimad Bhagavatam. That verse uh, is, Srila uh, Prabhupada ends his preface with that. You can see it here in the beginning. Srila uh, Prabhupada gives that explanation of the verse uh, that this literature can bring about a revolution and after he ends with Om Tatsat. Basically, or herewith we have established the absolute truth. Om Tatsat. Done. Right? So with these words, so Srila Prabhupada in this way um, is through Srimad Bhagavatam is changing the world. And he himself is Bhagavatam personified. He himself is that perfect personality who has fully absorbed Srimad Bhagavatam. One thing that we notice in Srila Prabhupada is that when he speaks, that his lectures are very faithful to Srimad Bhagavatam. And that he gives, he quotes from Bhagavatam, he gives faithful examples from Bhagavatam. And from that we understand that Srila Prabhupada has had prolonged association with Bhagavatam. It is clear that not only at the end of his life Srila Prabhupada took the Bhagavatam, but that at an earlier stage in his life Bhagavatam was his constant companion. So this is, this is actually described uh, by Sanatana Goswami. Sanatana Goswami, in the Bhakti Ratnakara, there is an interesting story where it says when Sanatana Goswami was still a young man, one night he had a dream. And in that dream, a Brahmana came to his door. And this Brahmana gave him a manuscript of Srimabhavata. So he was, well, elated. I mean, his own personal copy of Srimad Bhagavatam. What a treasure! What a treasure! Uh, and then, then he woke up and in great disappointment to realize that it was only a dream. However, later that day, that very same Brahmana came to the door of his residence and did present him with a manuscript of the Bhagavatam. So the very fact that he had that dream earlier made the whole situation look very transcendental. And it, it appeared ordained, arranged by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And that this Bhagavatam particularly was sent to him by Krishna himself. So, in that way, Sanatana Goswami then 
took that Srimad Bhagavatam as his greatest treasure. And in Krishna Vilastava, uh, he mentions that Bhagavatam is my constant companion. Now, that is an interesting statement. Bhagavatam is my constant companion. Because does it mean that Sanatana Goswami was always reading the Bhagavatam? And that even when you are talking to Sanatana Goswami, that he would always have the Bhagavatam in front of him. And that when he was walking, that he would have the Bhagavatam. And that he, while he was eating, that he was still reading the Bhagavatam. And even while taking baths, reading the Bhagavatam. His constant companion. I don't think so. I don't think that's what it means. I think what it means is that Bhagavatam, the knowledge of Bhagavatam, he associated so much with Bhagavatam that it became part of him. And that Bhagavatam was in his consciousness. And that he became the person Bhagavatam. And yes, Pivata Bhagavatam Rasamamayam, always drinking Bhagavatam through years. But not only like an external activity, but internally, he had adjusted his life to Srimad Bhagavatam. Not only was he hearing in a ritualistic way, I'm hearing the Bhagavatam every day, religiously, ritualistically, sitting there every day, sleeping and trying to stay awake. And hearing Srimad Bhagavatam every day, last 40 years, very good. But have you made Bhagavatam your own? Have you actually taken ownership of all these statements and implemented them in your life? Have you actually changed your life in every aspect according to the directions of Srimad Bhagavatam? Then Bhagavatam becomes your constant companion. Then Bhagavatam is yours. Then Bhagavatam becomes your way of life. And you become the person Bhagavat. Then, then you are the instrument. Then you are the handle. The handle for the axe that will cut down the body Only then, just as Srila Prabhupada said, he said, I don't know how this miracle happened to me. I don't know. It is just amazing. He said, many of my God brothers, they were very learned, more learned than me. Many were very, very qualified. He said, why is it that this miracle happened to me? He said, I can think of only one thing. It is because I 100% follow the order of my spiritual master. Yes. So it is in this way, because Prabhupada 100% followed the order of his spiritual master, because he fully aligned himself with the injunctions of Srimad Bhagavatam and made it his own and made his whole life Srimad Bhagavatam. Because he paid attention to every detail. One devotee came into Prabhupada's room. It was the only time in his life that he actually was in the personal association of Prabhupada. 
for a few minutes. He was Prabhupada's disciple and he saw Prabhupada in public, but never did he see him personal. This was the one moment of personal association that we got. He came into Prabhupada's room and just at that time, Prabhupada was putting tilak. And as Prabhupada was putting the tilak, he, he did it with so much devotion that this devotee just became overwhelmed just seeing that. It made such a deep impression and from that one moment he remembered for the rest of his life that it, one should give full attention to every detail. Every detail, every detail is an offering to Krishna. Every moment. That was his conclusion from seeing how Prabhupada was putting it in. So in that way you can see how every moment, every moment was an offering to Krishna in Prabhupada's life. Every action an offering to Krishna. Every little thing he did an offering to Krishna. What to speak of the big things, the big offerings to Krishna. So in this way, um, Many, many small things. Um, that is an important principle. Um, once we wanted to, in Australia, we wanted to change one house into a temple. But in order to do that, uh, there was a wall in the middle of the house and that wall was in the way. So. We decided this wall has to be broken down. But it was a complication because the roof was resting on that wall for support. So we went to a builder and said, what do we do? And the builder said, it's very simple. It's very simple. It said the way it was constructed was the wall in the middle of the house was a little lower than the external walls. And the roof was also a little, came in a little lower than the external walls and was resting on that lower wall. So what to do now? The builder said, what you do, you put a beam on top of the two outside walls, which are a little higher, and then with little strips of, and you make little strips of wood from that beam to the beams that support the roof. And we said, okay, we have many little strips. He said, many little strips of wood. We said, all right. So when we make these little strips of wood, should we uh, screw them in and make sure that they are anchored properly because the whole weight of the roof is hanging on? He said, no, no problem. Just some, just some nails will do. You just put the nails. He said, these little strips of wood are like soldiers. Little, we call them soldiers. He said, one soldier, how much strength does one soldier have? He said, but many soldiers will make a whole army. And they're very strong. He said, so all these little strips, they will make the strength to carry the weight of the whole roof. Whether you understood my technical explanation or not, doesn't matter. It, uh, if you got it, good for you. If you didn't get it, life goes on. 
Oh yes. Huh? Little buttons. Uh, you know, real salu shoes, wooden ones, padukas. Yeah, with him, with ivory engraving, everything, first class, yes. Nasringa uh, ring, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna ring on the other hand. All the attributes are there, everything. Pakkadavoti. But hollow on the inside. Hollow on the inside because he did not fill his heart. He did not actually, for a moment, love Krishna. He did not actually look at the deities for real. Although religiously every day he, he signed the attendance register and came to the temple, but his mind never came with him. His mind was still in bed. His mind in Mongol Arabic was thinking, Oh, why am I here? I wish I was still sleeping. Or the mind was thinking something else. But the mind was not actually appreciating Krishna. The mind was actually not, not seeing through Bhagavatam. So all external religion, uh, ritualistic performance of devotional service leaves us hollow. The heart remains unfulfilled. Still hollow. <sighs> Doing everything and still not so in this way, by, by really, really changing our lives, by really appreciating, Krishna is here, He is so kind, He is here in the form of His deity. That, that is, is the spirit. I heard this story about Radharatsuki Hari so long ago and someone can confirm if it's actually a true story because I've told it from time to time. And the story is, is that there was a Muslim tailor and that the Muslim tailor was making these outfits for the deity. Oftentimes these crafts are with Muslims. And uh, that this tailor was asked to make an outfit and then he said, I have to take measurements of the deities. Why you have to take measurements of the deities? You've made so many outfits before. You have the measurements. He said, no, I have to take the measurements. I have to take it because they change. They change. Not surprising with the opulent diet and so on. You know, uh, everyone in Mumbai is as to watch. We, we know that very well. In this temple, it's very difficult to stay skinny. Right? So just see. Huh? So that Muslim tailor, he knew I have to take the measurement. So that tailor, that tailor, he had more faith. He had more faith. Than, than so many of us. Is he understood? It's not a statue. This is not a statue. This is the Supreme Lord. He knew it. He knew that. And if only we would know that the deity is not a statue. 
If only we would, would know that Bhagavatam is the only way to live. And if only we would do it. Oh, then miracles will happen. And all the demonic forests of desires that are in our heart will be chopped down. That is the wonderful uh, opportunity that Sri Prabhupada gave us. And in that way, although Prabhupada is the greatest spiritual master, still every single one of us individually has to take the gift that he, that he gave and apply it in our life. So in the end, it's up to us, up to us, what we want to do with that wonderful gift that we receive from this divine grace. Um, thank you very much. Any questions?
it's never too late. <laughs> okay. Prophet, what? When Robert will ask him to see, then he has already got the yes, mercy. Generally, the idea of bringing uh, mercy is that if we get some good miracles, things should happen in our life and things should become very really useful and very So, we are not going to appreciate things given to us as mercy. So, how do we. It's happening. Mercy is, is there, and mercy comes in two ways. Mercy comes in a practical way, and mercy comes in a mystical way. The mystical way you cannot see. You know, there is some ray of mercy coming upon us, we don't know how, and we cannot see. But the practical mercy is very visible to us. This Bhagavatam, it's it's, it's very effulgent, very effulgent. It's, Prabhupada says, this book, if it goes into a house, huh, then that house will transform into a temple. So just by it being there, what to speak if someone reads one word of it? What to speak if someone regularly hears from Bhagavatam and so on? So the mercy is there. Srila Prabhupada also mentioned that everyone who stays in the temple is making spiritual advancement. Everyone. Even the one who is now sleeping in the Brahmacharya Ashram. <laughs> he is making spiritual advancement because he's sleeping at least in the temple. Which is better than sleeping out in some mundane place. Everyone is making spiritual advancement. But some are making more than others. So this eagerness, the tralodium apimulium, this eagerness is the root. So we have to be eager to make spiritual advancement, eager to take advantage of the mercy we already got. And by doing so, we'll, we'll find that there is a lot more, a lot more. So this, so eagerness is the key. That's the key. The tralodium apimulium, it's that eagerness. That is the key to unlock the mercy. The password. Nowadays, as soon as people come, password, password. Where's the password? What's the password? The password. That's it. The eagerness. So Karthik is a good time to increase our eagerness by making a special invitation. Okay, I have to take your leave. Thank you very much. Shiva Bhakti Karthik Puja.